This is Plant-Based Briefing, The Five Reasons Why I'll Be Vegan Forever, Part 2, by Sandra Nomoto at sandranomoto.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the 10-minute curated content plant-based podcast where I read to you articles with author permission on a variety of topics related to healthy, compassionate, and sustainable living. Today's article is a bit longer than most, so I've split it up into Part 1 and Part 2. Today is Part 2. You can check out yesterday's episode for Part 1. Now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. The Five Reasons Why I'll Be Vegan Forever, Part 2, by Sandra Nomoto at sandranomoto.com. Number 3. Environment I learned a bit about the environmental effects of animal agriculture from the books mentioned above, but it didn't slap me in the face until I saw Cowspiracy, the first film by the same creators of What the Health. The one staggering animation I can remember was the one that showed just how much land, i.e. potential food, and water was going to feeding livestock. Their website has a helpful infographic, but to summarize, half of all habitable land is used for agriculture, and 77% of that is used to grow crops for animal feed. Remember that big fire in the Amazon last year? Most of the deforestation was to clear land for livestock farming. Another piece of Mother Earth's lungs gone almost instantly, just so people can eat animals. In viewing the trailer again after some time, the important point that the film addresses is that most environmental organizations aren't recognizing the impact of animal agriculture, nor fighting against it. That's why you may hear the quote, you can't call yourself an environmentalist if you still eat meat. My cousin planted trees one summer for work, and the labor sounded excruciating. Most of her co-workers quit within the first week. So saying we can just plant trees honestly isn't as easy or pleasant of a solution as you may think, but it is important. Let's talk about emissions. Most people think the biggest cause of global warming is transportation. Not true. In 2013, the UN reported that livestock and their byproducts released 7.1 gigatons of CO2 annually, 14.5% of all greenhouse gas emissions and a more recent report using data in 2019 says animal agriculture is responsible for 87% of greenhouse gas emissions. Agriculture, deforestation, and other land use like harvesting peat and managing grasslands and wetlands generate a third of human greenhouse gas emissions, including over 40% of methane. We're literally funding farts to take over our breathable air. Long story short, Eating animals isn't great for our planet because it destroys our land, wastes water, and is slowly warming our world to death. Number 4. Humanitarianism This aspect didn't fall far from number 3. It's just common sense. What if we shifted all of that land and clean water from animals to the 800-plus million people each year who suffer from starvation? Yes, I know it wouldn't be easy and would require a global economic upheaval. Most people in poverty don't even have access to clean water or land that can grow produce that we easily buy at a grocery store. Large sums of money would need to move away from animal ag and toward the building of wells, vegetable farming, and or transportation of food. But so long as most of the global population eats meat, we will never achieve human equality. Also, food waste. 1.3 billion tons of food is wasted globally each year and is also responsible for 6% of global greenhouse gas emissions. I have little else to say about this other than if you're religious and you believe that we should all treat each other how we want to be treated and feed the poor, 
you probably shouldn't be supporting the industries responsible for hoarding the world's resources for profit instead of alleviating poverty. If you can give up meat on Fridays during Lent, you can probably do it year-round. Check out the trailer for Just Eat It, a great locally produced documentary on what happened when a couple decided to eat food that would have otherwise been wasted for an entire year. Highly recommend it, and I think you can watch it free on the Knowledge Network if you sign up for an account. And number five, social justice. This reason for going vegan hammered the nail in for me, as if I would reverse all of the habits I've worked for these last 12 years. I learned from a New York Times article by Jonathan Safran Foer that most workers at animal plants, which have been some of the most susceptible to contracting COVID-19, are the poorest populations and predominantly people of color. It reminded me of a similar story I learned about in February of this year. In 2013, an Asian-Canadian employee of Hallmark Farms, whose slaughterhouse is at Franklin and Commercial Drive in Vancouver, passed away from heart failure after a 13-hour shift. By supporting the meat industry, we are keeping people, mostly of color, trapped in cycles of poverty and giving them a front-row ticket to contracting zoonotic diseases. By the way, COVID-19 won't be the last of these, so long as this industry is still thriving globally. I learned while researching for my blog on Black Vegans to Follow that during the civil rights movement of the 1960s, Black Americans ate plant-based to protest white supremacy because meat was a luxury food during the era of slavery. This isn't limited to North America either. An article recently pointed out how shifting to a plant-based industry in Latin America could bring 19 million more jobs, and safer ones at that. Vegan John Lewis, along with the filmmakers behind Cowspiracy and What the Health, have been working on a new documentary called They're Trying to Kill Us that talks about how the marketing of unhealthy products to black people is part of the system to marginalize them. I can't wait to see it. I didn't post this blog to convince you about anything. This will continue to document for me why I want to always be vegan. If you want to take a similar journey I did, it is possible, especially if you live in a city like Vancouver that offers so many options in terms of dining out and more than enough at the grocery store to cook vegan meals. Just start somewhere and be patient with yourself. You just listened to The 5 Reasons Why I'll Be Vegan Forever, Part 2, by Sandra Namoto at sandranamoto.com. And I love how Sandra finishes by saying, just start somewhere and be patient with yourself. Because starting is sometimes the hardest thing, and it can be overwhelming just thinking about trying to figure out how to eat when you've eaten a certain way your whole life and don't know any different. I remember having all those fears as well, but Google is your best friend. There is so much information and support out there. There are three programs I'm going to mention and link in the show notes that can really help you get started, and a couple other resources. One is the 22-Day Vegan Challenge at challenge22.com. There's a 21-day vegan kickstart from Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine that's at kickstart.pcrm.org. And the Peace Advocacy Network is running a free 30-day vegan pledge program that starts June 17th. They have live weekly meetings on Thursday evenings with cooking demonstrations, panels, lectures, and community support and a personal mentor. You can find that at peaceadvocacynetwork.org. And then one of my other contributors, veganfamilykitchen.com, has a free two-week meal plan that you can download as well. 
You can also subscribe to her meal plans on a monthly or quarterly basis, or for just over $100, you can have lifetime access to her meal plans. They're fantastic, they're simple, delicious, and she has a slow cooker one every week as well, which I really appreciate. And the last one I'm going to mention is a nutritionist, Derek Simnet. He has a YouTube channel where he posts great videos for really simple, delicious meal ideas and tips and tricks. You can find him on YouTube at Simnet Nutrition, S-I-M-N-E-T-T. And I've listed all these and many more resources on the website, plantbasedbriefing.com, under Why Go Plant-Based. Then just jump down to resources. And please share this podcast with others who might be interested or curious about plant-based or vegan living. Thanks for listening.